Hello everyone and welcome back to Operation Exercise. We're back for episode four today when we're going to be talking about muscular imbalance. So today I'm on my own again, unfortunately without Jack or anyone else. Um, I've gone back to England for Christmas time and here got to be isolating for two weeks. So thankfully I'm in my second week now. So fingers crossed, you know, by Saturday I'll be good to head out of my isolation and, you know, get back to my normal life. But today I want to talk to you guys uh, about something that, you know, I've been getting asked a lot about recently and something that is very common for everyone, no matter what stage of their training they're at, what, how good they are at their sport, etc, etc. And that is muscular imbalance. This occurs, like I say, in a lot of our body to a lot of people. So if you're thinking wow, my muscles are imbalanced, like one side's stronger than the other, one side's tighter than the other, you're not on your own, trust me. And today, that is exactly what I'm gonna be talking about. So, let's dive straight into it. And I'm gonna start with one of the most common, easiest ones that you could possibly think of. And that is our left side versus our right side, more commonly known as our dominant side and our non-dominant side. This will apply to everyone, even ambidextrous people, because you will find yourself always using one side more than the other side. And of course, you know, from birth, if you are right-handed or if you're right-footed, whatever, you're gonna be doing more from that side. So, you know, I'm right-handed, I'm right-footed, so I'm gonna write with my right hand, I'm gonna carry bags with my right arm, I'm gonna, whenever I jump, I'm gonna take off my right foot. All of that equates to the fact that if I just live my life normally, my right side is going to be so much stronger than my left side, which also means that my right side is going to be a lot tighter than my left side because with my all my right side constantly being worked, my left side not being worked as hard means my muscles are going to be a lot tighter on my right side than on my left side. So kind of you will start really seeing this if you're very new to working out and you know you go in the gym and let's start with a simple one. You do bicep curls, right? And in your right arm, you can lift, say, 20 pound or 10 kg for 10 reps. And on your left arm, you're like, why am I only doing 15 pound or 7 kg? And it is literally just because you've used one side a lot more than the other side. So, especially if you are new to working out, uh, the best thing to do at that point is you know, still stick with your uh, bilateral movements. So that means, you know, your barbell bench press, your barbell row, basically everything where you're using both sides because, you know, you want to get that feeling to both of your limbs, both sides of your limbs. Uh, but every time you do that big lift, also then do some accessory lifts where you are really working on one, increasing your strength in that limb, which is weaker. So in that example that I just gave, you know, focus more on your left arm, you know, to build up the strength so it can reach the same strength as your right arm, but also work on the flexibility of your right side because, like I said, because you've been using it for so long, it's going to be a lot tighter. So that's something that you have to work on. For example, for me, my right hamstring is always a lot tighter than my left hamstring because that is my kicking leg. So because I constantly kick with it, I have to stretch more my hamstring, more my hip flexor on my right side, just because they're constantly in the movement that my left side is not. So that's kind of it basically. Still do 
your big lifts because it's good it's good for your body to get used to carrying that weight through the middle it's good practice but then make sure you do have those accessory lifts to help that one side of the body build up the strength against the other side of the body unfortunately unless you really focus on doing everything in equal amount as you get more you know into working out or more into your sport you're still going to have that imbalance it's not going to be as big as when you first started but you know no matter what you're always going to be taking off with one leg more than the other leg you're always going to be putting more pressure on one leg more than the other leg you're always going to be carrying something on your right side if that's your stronger side than your left side so it's constantly going to be one of those catch-up games basically so sometimes for myself for example once a week in the gym i will focus more on doing more lifts and more accessory work on my weaker side and more stretching on my stronger side but that's just probably half an hour out the week apart from that that's all you really need to do there'll still be slight differences but not too much So now let's move into our hips versus our back imbalance. And this is probably the biggest one for the whole population in the world. It doesn't matter if you work out or if, it, or if you don't work out. Honestly, if you do work out, probably less likely that this affects you, but it affected me for a long time while I was working out. So I'm sure it will affect everyone else. So a lot of people have lower, lower back pain. And a lot of them think it's because, you know, of the stress they're putting on their shoulders from maybe squatting too much or they think it's, you know, the way they walk and they try and do everything they possibly can. They'll put on uh, those special weightlifting belts. They'll try and stretch their lower back and stuff like that. And nothing works. I know because I went through this. So the reason being things like that don't work is that tightness in the lower back it doesn't actually originate and is due to anything to do with your lower back what happens is actually what's happening at the front of your body so our hip joint and just the whole area of it is very complex and we have our hip flexor which connects the top of our hip to our leg and then we have our abs which connects the bottom of our hip obviously to the rest of the body to the rest of our upper body so what happens is we get a misbalance a lot of people because right now you know if we're in school if we're in college if we're working a lot of people have desk jobs set behind desk we're doing homework everything like that we're constantly sat in that and our legs are in that 90 degree position and that means our hip flexor is going to stay a lot shorter than it usually would be if we're upright and so that means our hip flexor gets really tight and that muscle gets a lot shorter than it should be. This leads to our abdominals, if they're not fully trained, or not even fully trained, if they're not being kept up to speed, they get stretched and they become really weak and inactive. So that causes our pelvis to tilt forward. Pelvis is obviously our hip, it tilts forward and that forward tilt means the bottom of it pinches our lower back. And that is where the tightness comes from. So every single time you do get that feeling of tightness in your lower back, stretch your hip flexor. Trust me, do a minute on each side, you will feel so much better. And you know, this is a problem that I had to deal with quite a long time because I didn't actually know the reasoning behind why my lower back was hurting so much. And I'd always be there trying to do lower back exercises, trying to stretch my lower back and nothing would work. As soon as I found out the reasoning, I started stretching my hips every single day 
my hip flexor, and I started working on my abs, not strength, endurance. So you know how long you can plank for, how many crunches you can do, endurance rather than strength. And it sorted me out and knock on wood, for the last nine months, I have not had a problem with my lower back. And just to point out, this is a huge, huge thing for runners. So if you're listening to this and if you're one of those people that run, this is something that you need to focus on. Stretch your hip flexors, work on your abs, because otherwise the same thing is going to happen to you, right? While we're talking about kind of hip and below, this takes us on to my next uh, part of very important muscular imbalances, and it is quad dominance against hamstrings and glutes. So obviously your glutes is kind of your butt muscles. And so this is a problem for a lot of people that are sometimes in the bodybuilding part or just don't know too much about actually working out and they really try and go for building your quads you know it's always like such a big thing oh you know you've got to have your quads big so therefore you always got to initiate your movement there got to do leg curls everything like that do as much as possible to get your quads big this is a huge problem for body functionality and also performance so if you're just a bodybuilder and you know you're not uh, focused on i don't know performing on a football or soccer field volleyball whatever your sport is um, not too big of a problem but it will probably catch up to you later on in life uh, just due to body functionality if you're a performer huge problem so again i know because this is something i went through so i was always one of those people that thought you know my quads being big means i can run faster my quads being big means i can jump higher and that means i have to target my quads constantly quads are knee flexors so that means a lot of the things that they actually do is what happens in the lower part of our lower limbs focusing on sprint speed focusing on jumping and stuff like that that is some to do with quads but a lot to do with our glutes and hamstrings and so here's where the problems start if you overwork your quads we become quad dependent and this means uh, everything is going through our quads and our glutes which are actually supposed to be our hip flexors because they're the ones that should be driving our force when we're squatting and more or less every single lower body movement they become inactive because we're constantly going through our quads. Then becoming inactive forces our hamstrings to take on their job as well. So now our hamstrings are doing double the work and this one makes them weak and two makes them constantly tight. So performance wise, constantly tight hamstrings usually means a lot of hamstring injuries. Something that I went through and had no idea why, you know, I'm constantly stretching my hamstring and I'm like, why? why is this always why am i getting injured why am i always tightening up in my hamstrings when i'm trying to run and stuff like that it's because i was quad dominant and me trying to stretch those hamstrings were probably was making it worse because imagine trying to pull apart a completely dry stick it won't work will it so from then on i was like okay i need to kind of work this out and when i found out about this i was like okay time to start trying to activate my glutes so glute bridges uh, making sure that you learn how to do the hip hinge. And this is when you're squatting, making sure you drop your hips first rather than your knees. 
that's the main thing of us in a squat you have to start dropping with your hips rather than with your knees that makes sure you activate the part of your body that's actually supposed to be doing this one you're going to move more freer and two you're actually going to put a lot more weight onto your squat because you're using the muscles that are supposed to which are stronger as well six months into it my hamstrings are better than they've ever been and uh, it feels amazing you know i'm not pulling up after doing some sprints my uh vertical jump has gotten a lot higher my long jump has gotten a lot higher just everything is doing amazingly and i don't even have to stretch my hamstrings a lot of the time just because now i'm not quad dominant my hamstrings are not having to do two of the works because my glutes are becoming active so honestly if this is something that you're suffering from trust me focus on your glutes for a little bit and focus on your technique and shape whenever you're deadlifting or squatting uh, and it will change so quickly especially when you're deadlifting if you learn how to use your hips again makes things so much easier so the last thing that i'm going to talk about is something that you see uh from people that work out their chest a lot uh against their back or you know sometimes people just do generally have really weak back muscles and this is what will cause kyphosis to happen so if you have been told you have a kyphotic posture it means that your back muscles are really weak and your front muscles so your chest your pectorals however you want to call them are either really strong or really tight so it causes your shoulders to tuck in this is also from people that do work a desk job quite a lot you know they're always hunched over a computer it happens those muscles are going to tighten up and therefore you get round the shoulders and you start slouching so some of the things that you can use to get over that if you are one of those people that doesn't really work out and it's just that you notice yourself having this body shape stretch your chest 100% um, one of the best thing is get a lacrosse ball you know roll it around your pecs really get out it will be very painful especially if your posture is quite bad it'll be very painful but it's worth it do some chest stretches everything like that um, if you do want to try and sort it out of course you know go in the gym you should be working on the trape on the middle trapezius muscle which is right in between your shoulder blades so anything where you're doing a pulling motion right into the middle of your chest will be perfect so you know seated row um anything that you could potentially think of that's going to pull it in will do so much good for you to kind of pull those shoulder shoulders back make those shoulder blades tight that you can almost pinch something in between them and your shoulders will be so much better again why is this a problem um if you're just kind of in their functionality and you know you're not really a sport person better body posture you know you're just going to be able to get away without any pain in your body for a lot longer uh if you are an athlete and if you do work out it's just the balance uh you know you don't want to have back problems where your uh spinal cord is supporting things that it shouldn't um and it will make a huge difference to you um i know a lot of people that you know they'll be in the gym and they love hitting bench press and don't get me wrong it's great to be able to lift heavy in bench press but then it actually causes that you know because you're hitting bench press so much and it's constantly working your pecs but you're not doing so much on your back your 
your pecs are going to pull your shoulders in forwards and they're going to make that imbalance so definitely if you are hitting a heavy chest day you know balance it out with a heavy back day make sure that you're really stretching out your chest make sure that you're rolling it out with the cross ball golf ball or at least like i say stretching it it will make a huge difference So guys, that brings me to the end of this episode uh, about muscular imbalances. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I hope you've learned something about yourself, maybe the way you're working out, or even if you don't work out, something about your body posture. You might have, you know, explained why you might be feeling weak in some areas, why you might be feeling tight in some areas, and maybe given you a way to kind of get rid of that. Of course, you know where to find me. If you do have any questions or just kind of would like to get some more information about how you can get rid of a certain muscular imbalance um of course always drop me a message um hopefully on my next episode i'll have a little surprise for you guys and we'll be doing an interview with an ex-professional footballer you know it's still kind of in the works but you know hopefully something for you guys to look forward to uh i don't hear this hopefully everyone has a good christmas break and good holidays and stay safe thank you